Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of the SNM Experience with the SNM Experience. Now, today, I'm going to be your host. My name is Matthew, but I'm not alone in this studio, friends. No, I have my friends here. Please introduce yourself, friends. I'm Louise Chunky Gravy. And we also have... I'm Stephen T. Holmes. Matt, I'm really loving this energy you're bringing to the podcast right now. Shoot, then I totally misread it. Yeah, you botched this one. Sorry, can I do it again? We're never going to get on CBC Radio now. Can we try it again? Yes, go ahead. And I'm Louise Chonky Gravy. Great, we'll cut out your overly enthusiastic one and cut that one in. Cool. Now, as part of our program here, we get a lot of listener mail. And a lot of people ask us questions for advice because we are very good at giving advice. And this is the question I'm going to read. Hello. I'm going on yet another first date this week. This is my 21st first date so far this year. 21 dates with 21 different girls, and none of them ever go to a second date. What am I doing wrong? I show up on time. I make great conversation. I'm polite when I chastise the waiter for flirting with my date by asking questions like, are you ready to order? And I most of the time take my shirt off and challenge the waiter to fight me. Not one second date. This is starting to take its toll on me. I can't keep faking my death and moving across the country when the date goes bad. My wig budget is almost completely spent. Help! That's from Hefri Himbo or Jank Mankowitz. One of those, I can't remember exactly who I am right now, from one of the Florida towns, I think. It's a great question. I myself have already had 13 first dates. And what was your strategy for coping with this? Um, well, I'm not coping. I take the girls out once, take them home, take them to Pound Town, and then kick them to the curb. I remember you had that printed on a t-shirt. <laughs> they charged me per letter, and I paid a fortune for it. It was also a solid gold t-shirt. Something I've kind of narrowed it on is that he's fighting the waiters. Mm-hmm. Is he winning the fights, though? Because if he's not winning those fights, that's not a good look. Could you imagine going out with someone and they lose a fight? You would never get date them again. No way. So I think they need to take... Some lessons, get some kickboxing lessons, get some martial arts lessons. Karate, mm-hmm. great way to win a fight. I'm going to challenge the whole premise of this. Is 21 dates a lot? Adam Sandler went on 50 first dates, and in the end, he got the girl. I will say, too, if you are faking your death, you know, depending if it's something like he went for a, a hike in the woods and got lost... Coming back from that or coming back from a near-death experience, you know, thinking that you're gone for, for months at a time, dead, that could impact a date. I say go back to some of those first dates you had and mm. they'll be like, oh my God, you're actually alive. The downside, if you go to ones too far, they could be like, I've already moved on. I'm married. I have two children. Yeah, you can't leave that period too long. You have to come back from your fake death maximum two months. Two months is more. Yeah, I was going to say two. Yeah. Well, I think we gave Heffery and or Jank some really good advice here, some actionable advice. And that actually brings us directly to our theme, which is you are who you eat. It's time for a sketch. It's time for a sketch. Oh, yeah. We're in a back room. It's nighttime. The boss is sitting in his chair reading. Polly enters. The boss barely even notices he's so engrossed in his book. Hey, boss. I got Vinny here waiting to see ya. He's been having some problems and was looking for some advice. The boss keeps reading. Should I send him in? The boss notices Polly. Huh? Great. The boss goes back to his book. Polly returns with Vinny. Hey, boss. Uh, thanks. Thank you for taking time to see me. The boss keeps reading. Vinny looks to Polly, who gives him a nod. 
So, uh, the, uh, the Donatos haven't been paying what they owe. Now, I'd usually uh, rough them and their shop up a bit, but I know they've been good to you. Uh, I don't know how to approach it. The boss keeps looking down at his book. If you put a frog in a pot of boiling water, that frog is going to jump right out. However, if you put that same frog in a pot of water and slowly bring it to a boil, that frog will stay put until it's dead. Vinny isn't sure what to make of this, but soon catches on. Oh, I get what you're saying. I gotta turn the heat up gradually. I'll pay them another visit. The boss keeps reading. I uh, also got those chumps from Brentwood trying to start trouble again by pushing the boundaries of your territory. If we didn't have a truce with them, they'd be in the ground by now. The boss again does not look up, but answers. A rattlesnake doesn't rattle its tail when it's about to strike its prey. It shakes its tail as a warning when something is threatening it. It only strikes then if the warning is ignored. I see. All right. I'll give them a warning they won't be able to ignore. But if they do... Finney makes a cutthroat motion. Polly (coughs) nods, impressed with how the boss is handling things. Uh, Now, what about those feds that are nosing around in our business in Easttown? They're asking a lot of questions. Really trying to get me to turn and give them up everything I got on you. I ain't gonna do it, but I can't keep them off my back. The boss keeps reading. If a turkey vulture is harassed or disturbed, it will vomit its food onto the predator that is harassing it. Vinny does not know what to do with this information. He looks to Polly, who is equally clueless. Uh, I I don't, uh... The turkey vulture will also defecate on its own legs to keep cool. Right. Right, uh... I don't think we really follow what you're saying, boss. Like... Like are you, are you like are you telling me to literally shit myself and vomit on these feds if they come around again? Or is this like another metaphor? Like you want me to give up what he knows? Oh, is that it? You want me to get in some shit, keep cool, and tell them everything I know? I I guess that could earn you their trust, and we could give them false information later if they don't bust us. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Is that what you want, boss? The boss doesn't look up from his book, but nods. Hmm. Uh, all right. I'll, uh, I'll go get into it with them. Vinny looks to Polly, who shrugs. Vinny leaves. Boss, I don't mean to speak out of line. You've given some great advice today, but this is really risky. Are you sure you want Vinny to do this? The boss looks up at Polly. A whale's milk is as thick as toothpaste. Polly stares dumbfounded. He has a realization. You're reading your big book of animal facts, aren't you? Toothpaste! <laughs> Polly hurries out of the room. Oh, God. Maybe I can still catch Vinny and stop him. After a second, Polly comes back into the room. Like toothpaste? And scene. Those are all real facts. Yeah, those yeah. are amazing facts. I'm really blown away by the milk toothpaste one as well. Wow. It's just got so much fat content. That's wild. Ugh. Like toothpaste. <laughs> All right, now we have two very special guests coming on to talk about back to school. It's August, but they were very eager indeed. Please welcome <laughs> Millie and Billy. Hey, how's it going? Good, Millie. Hey, hi, Matthew, Stephen, and Louise. You guys actually reached out to us. So 
Can you talk about why you're so excited for back to school? Can we talk about it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we haven't stopped talking about it. Ever since the bell rang and we had to go and clean out our lockers, the first thing we were talking about was getting back into those lockers. But not like in those lockers, like that one no. time. That was not super fun, but like... Or that other time when you got your, your ponytail stuck. Okay, and, it, uh, Billy, don't bring that up. I was just saying because... We were talking about getting stuck in lockers. Anyway, now we can talk about, like, back to school. Yeah, so yes. what what excites you the most about going back to school? Is it new classes? Is it new teachers? Oh, I think, like, everybody in our class is obviously so excited about back to school. Amped up. Like, really? everyone is excited. Every single person. Every All the teachers can't, just cannot wait to spend every day back in, in the classroom instead of outside in the sun. They're just eager, eager. Yeah, the sun. Uh, I like learning about it. I don't like uh, feeling it on my skin. Yeah, and like so many people were like, oh, I'm so excited. There's going to be like parties. And like, yeah, okay. Uh, You know, there's so many times I can talk to Becky about like her stupid bra that she likes. I I can't even imagine like going to these parties. Like, like, Billy, like, did you even go? Becky's, Becky's Becky's wearing a bra? Yeah, Becky has the biggest bra. Oh, wow. The biggest she did last year. <laughs> okay, but seriously, Billy, like, were you at any of these? I got invited to a bunch of um, beach parties, but I was like, um, I don't like having the feeling of silica in my shorts, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Millie, did you go to, were you invited to a lot of parties? Uh, well, actually, I like to focus in the summer on, like, preparing for next year. Hmm. So I was mostly at the library, actually, because, like, that stuff gets boring, like, so fast. So... I was mostly at the library. So you say like parties get boring really fast, but is this from personal experience? Just like was a general idea of it. I think it's just as soon as someone says the word party, I'm like halfway asleep because that's like sounds like snoresville, which is what I call sleeping. Because snores is the sounds you make when you're sleeping. Do you understand? But but sounds like you actually. You know what? You know the opposite of snoresville. The first day you go to the Staples and they've got back to school supplies. They've got the signs up and the signs are up. They've got fresh pencils, fresh lined paper, notebooks. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I got so excited because Billy tested me right away and was like, oh my God, the signs are up. Oh, I went in the store and like when you crack the the new notebooks. Do you know that feeling, oh. Matthew? Do you know it? I mean, that scent, that whiff, of that paper smell. Just your nostrils. Okay. Your olfactory senses are lighting up. Like, oh my god! Like, like a like a like a like a like a like the Las Vegas Strip on 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 a day when it's busy there. So you're smelling the glue bindings of books a lot. How often do you do that? Every day. Yeah, don't you? When you crack open a new notebook, you don't just get your nose right in there? No, I guess. What about like smelling your highlighters? Yeah. No, I don't think you're supposed to really inhale What about those. your gel pens? You just jam a Sharpie right up your nose. No, not up to you. Every freaking day, my man. Okay. The only well, way I can make it through fizz ed. Yeah, that's a bit concerning. The, the Sharpie part. Fizz ed, yeah. Fizz ed is very concerning. Okay, million Billy. You guys are back to school. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What would you advise to other people going back to school? How can they prepare? Uh, Okay. So 
First thing you're going to want to do is make sure that your pencils are sharpened. Mm. Uh, you're going to want some really great pens. Uh, if you don't have your favorite gel pens, <laughs> you failed, okay? <laughs> you are not ready <laughs> for back to school. <laughs> okay, you need to head to the staples because you forgot your brain yeah. there. <laughs> Go back to middle. Go back to middle school. Uh, yeah, you just <laughs> you should not be learning. You're not ready. The next thing you're going to want to do is make sure that you have at least two locks for your locker. Um, two. Okay. You're going to need two spin locks. Why it's just two? always good to have a backup. Sometimes Teddy Williker might just take one of them and then put you inside, and that's a big uh oh. And they're just fun. Um, it's fun to spin them and click them. And you have to like remember a passcode, which is like. What's your passcode? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, that's your question. <laughs> nice try. Nice try, <laughs> dummy. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. How many numbers of pi can you recite from memory? Uh, maybe five. Maybe you should go back to middle school. <laughs> oh, can, how, many can, how many can you recite? All of them. I think there's an infinite number of digits. Yeah, I got there once. Huh. Anyway, you're oh. also going to want to need a list of all of your teacher's favorite television shows so that you can kind of put them in your essays because when you subtly incorporate what they like, you will be on the honor roll. How do you find out that information? Oh, through their Netflix accounts. I can hack into them. Probably shouldn't be breaking into people's Netflix accounts. No, it's okay. That's how I watch Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know if I advise that. Uh, Another thing that's absolutely necessary for going back to school is Teddy Williker's home address, which we also have, um, so that we can play a little prank on him called, oh, look, we hung your little dog in the tree and we gutted it. Millie and Billy, it was really good to talk to you, and I'm going to just get on the phone right now and call some people that should know about your whereabouts. You shouldn't do that, Matthew. You should place the phone down. Matthew, does this ring a bell? 4216 Apartment B, Parkside Avenue. Well, guys, it was really great. <laughs> this is really fun. Thank you so much, Million Billy. Bye, Million Billy. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Ralph of Ralph's Emporium of Things I've Found on the Side of the Road. It said free when I picked it up, but I've spruced things up just enough for a generous markup. Like this set of broken patio chairs. Those are now chic and trendy three-legged patio chairs, all four for only $250. What about an old CRT TV? It's been emptied out now and is now a $300 quirky aquarium. <laughs> Those fish are going to be bonkers in there. Roadkill? Nuh-uh. That's a new, impressive, raw-edged area rug, complete with an interesting odor. Febreze it. A dresser that was covered in old Spice Girl stickers that I instead covered in Backstreet Boy stickers for only $600. Back streets, back, that's where I found it. A different rusty patio furniture set? Slap on a patchy coat of chalk paint and that's a rustic set that'll spruce up any patio for only $750. The one thing I couldn't fix is my marriage after my son was eaten by a whale at that zoo. 
Ralph's Emporium of Things I Found on the Side of the Road. If we find it, you can buy it. Use code Daddy Sorry Billy for 5% off anything over $1,000. Or ditch it. This is where we pitch a movie, and you like it. <laughs> End of story. If you don't, we're going to send those little kids after you. Millie and Billy will get you. They'll get you. They'll get you. So today we're going to talk about a bad blank movie. I'm talking movies like Bad Santa, Bad Moms, Bad Grandpa, etc. I think there's a bad teacher. Bad Lieutenant. Bad Boys. Does that count? They're bad. They're boys. It fits the formula. So today we got to talk about a bad something. Let's just hear a bunch of these. Bad podiatrist. Bad paramedic. Bad stepmom. Bad barber. Bad archaeologist. Bad sports enthusiast. <laughs> he's not even playing sports. He's just... Bad athlete. Bad he's athlete. In, he's just into sports, but also he's bad at being into sports. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Keep going. There's no wrong answer. A new movie from Mick G. Bad sports enthusiast. <laughs> He likes sports, but he doesn't understand them very well. He's a dummy. (laughs) Bad graphic designer. (laughs) Bad stepson. (laughs) Is that the sequel to Bad Stepmom? Correct. Just all the step family. That does sound like it could be like a, almost like a horror movie. Bad stepmom. I like the idea of Bad Stepson. Feels like an early 90s, like one of those comedies I was on TV all the time. Yes. Yeah, because imagine the scenario... You marry into a family. You don't control who that son is. And they might be a horror show. And you know who it is? It's Zac Efron. And he's like, Dicky. He wants to ruin your life. And he's like, I'm never moving out. Him and his dad, they were like, it was like guys night every night. They Mm -hmm. were buds. They'd have wings. They'd go to the bars. And now there's a woman. Ugh. Mm -hmm. This woman's ruined boy time. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe the arc of it should be like he's just awful to her all the time and then she's so sick of this she decides to get revenge here's 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 a plot twist go on um she's actually more of a bro than the dad okay and the stepson falls in love with her interesting and now there's this weird family love triangle Ew. <laughs> no but they're step they're not related interesting mm, interesting. interesting okay okay how are we feeling about this one Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Do you want to do some more bad? <laughs> yeah, throw them around. Sure, yeah. Bad tour guide. Mm-hmm. That's funny. He just fucks up the tour immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Jack McBriar is bad tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like just supposed to go around like a, like a national park and they're immediately like just in the wilds. There's bears chasing them. They don't know anything about the landmark that they're discussing. It was, it's, yeah. This is his first day. He's trying to impress the new girl. Mm-hmm. I think this does have franchise potential where, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure in the first movie he would learn to care and be less of a grouch, which he probably would be. But then the second movie, because it's such a smash hit, he has to be like that again. So it's like, oh, every lesson he learned, he forgot. And now he has to relearn them. In a different city. Yeah. Now he's in Italy. Oh, no. He knocked over the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Why does he have the job? Because he's so charming, he can get a job. Maybe he's there because he wants to, like, win an ex back or something like that, but he needs a job to stay in the country. I was going to say he's no. he's escaping an ex. 
but he find, he's he's given up on love, and now he finds love where he least expected. What if he does like little like it's not like twenty minute tour. He does like those like here we're going to like these places over like the course of the week. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought it would be. Oh okay. Like it's like a multi day tour. Oh, we're going to go to the countryside to see castles. Oh, we're going to a fo- footy match. Yeah. And he's on. He's he's streaking on the field because of something, and he gets hit with the ball, and then he gets hit with another ball in the nuts, and then a security guard tackles him. That would make yeah. it into the trailer for sure. Why? Like, is there is there a reason he's bad? I think he's just bad at it, and bad in the sense he doesn't care about it. You know, maybe he was a tour guide mm. in the states, and he took this transfer to get away from his ex. And he's just, he's so heartbroken. He doesn't care about himself. He's, his shirt's never tucked in. But then by the end, his shirt's getting tucked in because he meets a girl. Because the only thing that will, the only thing that's worth having in your life is romance. And maybe too, he starts off with a bit of disdain for where he's given a tour of. But by mm-hmm. the end, he really realizes that this is a great place. I love She also that. shows him the beauty of what's, what's on the outside or the inside, I guess is more of a message. I like that. This is a bit of a rom-com now. There's a scene where, like, a sheep gets, like, a firecracker stuck up its butt, and the sheep explodes. That just sounds like something quirky. You're really, you're really on a, a whole animal thing today. <laughs> no. I'm just, what's going to make people laugh? I don't know. There's going to be, like, those things where he's, like, he's, like, driving the tour bus, and he's, like, driving on the wrong side of the road because he's in England. Classic, dude. He's, like, what? And he's, like, whoa! And there's, like, a double-decker bus coming. I love this. This sounds like one of those movies that's not, just not that funny, you know? It's fine. Just funny enough. Yeah, it's just funny enough. It's like you're not going to remember it. It's an enjoyable hour and a half. You'll see it in theaters with like a date on like a weekend, Mm -hmm. and then three months later it'll be on Netflix or TV, and you'll be like, oh, this sounds good. You're like, oh, wait, I've seen this, haven't I? You're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I saw this. Never mind. And maybe like Rowan Atkinson has like a cameo in it. Okay, but now... He'd be his boss. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. If you're bringing Rowan Atkinson in it, this is going from merely fine to, to great. great. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were like, yeah. no, no, no. You no. can't just bring Rowan into a movie and be like, this is just a mid-level comedy. Ben, no, we're, we're elevating this. We have we have Rowan Atkinson, but we just have this meta thing where our American tour guide hero keeps being like, Mr. Bean, what are you doing? And he's like, no, I'm not Mr. Bean. I'm Tua Boss Jones Huxtabee. Oh, that's very fun. He might go for that. And then there's like a scene where he drives Mr. Bean's car and he's like, you're driving Mr. Bean's car. And he's like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. And then like it gets run over like in that one scene and he like turns and he's like, oh, you are Mr. Bean, aren't you? <laughs> now that we brought Mr. Bean into this, I'm so much more on board. <laughs> <laughs> Before I was kind of ho-hum about this idea, but now... Now you're into it. Oh, man, get the beanster in there. I am in. The beanster. So I feel like we're pitching this one, right? This is an absolute pitcher. Let's just do a scene of him getting a talking to by his boss, Rowan Atkinson. Uh, who can do the best Rowan Atkinson impersonation? I don't think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> is that an Australian accent? <laughs> well, here's my tough thing about Ron Atkinson. I watch a lot of Mr. Bean, but Mr. Bean is a silent actor. Yeah, yeah that's, it, that's it. So when I actually hear him talk, it's very unnerving. It's probably something like, oh, I'm Ron Atkinson. Yeah, that's good. Matt, you be like Stephen Merchant, my assistant. Okay, right. Then, right, yeah. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, Benjamin, would you please? We've had uh, some complaints about your work with the tour guiding. Really? 
Uh, there's a bit of a list, a laundry list, if you will, not a literal laundry list. That's what Bob's here for. Great. Let's hear Let's hear all the ways that I have not shown up for this job since I got it. Let's go. Well, literally what you just said, you didn't show up for at least three of your shifts. You keep taking the wrong turns. One time you forgot the tour guide. You just took the bus on an extended drive around London. You've run over three different taxi cabs. I feel like I'm trying to do more of a Hugh Grant for some reason. And you're nailing it. Wonderful. One time you showed your butt to a bunch of people at a football game. One time seemed to think you pulled over and got off the bus to go have a piss and said you pissed right in the aisle of the bus. Are any oh, of these yeah. ringing a bell? Yeah, I remember that last Wednesday. Uh, look, I did this in America and I know what people want. People just want, they want to they wanna see some crazy shit. That's all they want. And that's what I'm giving the people, you know? So, you know, just take your culture and just shove it, you know? Mostly they just want to see Buckingham Palace. Yeah, and we go there. We're going to be giving you a bit of a downgrade, I'm afraid. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. What have you got for me? You're going to be doing the English countryside four-day weekend tours. Oh, I'm not even going to be in the down... I'm not going to be downtown? No, our buses see enough urine on the downtown tours. We don't need any more from our drivers. But, I, I, look... I'm sorry, my mind has been made up. And now I'm going to put a turkey on my head. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. That is our movie called... Do we have a name for this movie? Yeah, Bad Tour Guide. Bad Tour Guide. Oh, yeah. tour guide. <laughs> That's how we started this. <laughs> what are we going to call this movie? What this bad blank movie, movie that bad we were tour making. Guide. That was the whole idea. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you for listening. You can find us online. We are on YouTube. We are elsewhere. We're on threads. We're on threads? Yeah, we're on threads. All right. We're on threads. Yeah. I was going to save this for a, a ball talk segment, but un- unless it happens before then, if the fight happens, Zuck versus Musk, who you guys got? Zuckerberg, Zuck. for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know who's going to win? Me, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> 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 they forgot about Bezos. Bezos is going to come in from under the ring with a steel chair. He's oh going to take them both out. And now I'm going back into space. Goodbye. <laughs> Guy Long Links is back, baby. All right, so you can find us on threads as well, apparently. And that's great. Soon, we'll be releasing a video called It Would Be a Shame next week. And we also have some great friends who are making some great stuff, like John Muter yeah. with Nice Dogs Universe. Go listen to that album. A lot of fun. It's really great album. It's like a collaboration between him and his younger self, which is really cool. We also have Strangely Steve and The Lost Entries with Ruminations on the Heavy Hours. Beautiful title, beautiful songs, beautiful music. Check it out on Spotify. Thanks for listening, and good. Thanks for listening. This has been an SM Experience production. Special thanks to Ralph's Emporium of Things Found on the Side of the Road and that Thick Thick Whale Mill.